You are welcome to Eros Podcast, giving you the clarity to win your story, to become a hero that will save your world. So moving to the next episode. Cool. Let's do this, man. Let's go. All right. So because it's a fascinating story on who you've become from a salesman to a sales trainer. So I want you to share your story with me, taking back in time. Like, how do you... How do you start? In selling, huh? Yeah. Uh, that's a big question, Dave. That's a big question. So I started out as, um, so I went to, to college and I got an engineering degree. And so I never thought about being in sales, right? So I got an engineering degree. Yeah. And then I started traveling with salespeople because I would help them with the technical side of things. And when yeah. I started seeing sales, I, I realized that I like talking to people. You know, I like communicating with people and I like talking about my products. So I, I'm an engineer. I like talking about products. So I realized I like people. I like talking about products. Then one day somebody said, hey, have you ever thought about going into sales? I go, I've never done sales. And I realized that sales is, it's not as hard as you think. That's what I got to tell most people. Because if you don't like the word selling, I always say, how about sharing? What sharing. if I just share my product with you? What if I just share what I have to offer? different mindset, right? So I yeah. think people share and I think they'll like selling better. Okay, so how was your background like? How was your background like? Oh, let me see my background. So my background, let me see. Well, uh, I don't know how far you want me to go. So my family's originally from Puerto Rico, right? Okay. So we're Spanish. And so uh, I always had a hard time, you know, like I said, English is not my, sometimes I say English is not my first language. But yeah. I remember in high school, uh, you know, uh, we were fairly poor. And I remember, you know, throughout elementary school and high school, I was an introvert. I wasn't as, I just didn't talk. You know, at your age, I didn't have your gifts. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you're very eloquent. You can talk. I couldn't talk like you at 19. You know what I mean? I just couldn't. Uh, and so that's why when my friends see me today, they're like, when did you learn how to talk? You know, when did you learn how to speak? And so like how, how do you learn? How do how? The, one of the things I did is I, you know what Toastmasters is? You know what Toastmasters yeah, is? I'm, I'm, I'm a Toastmaster. I joined Toastmaster. There you go. So Toastmasters yeah. is where I learned how to communicate, like, you know, present. And yeah. so uh, that was, uh, that's how I broke out of my shell. So Toastmaster was a very big step for me. And if you don't know, for those yeah. listening who don't know what Toastmasters is, it's a speaking organization where you learn how to tell a story in five to seven minutes, right? And yeah. that's what I learned. So I always recommend uh, for any speaker, any trainer, any salesperson, you should join Toastmasters. Yeah. How do you go through the rank? Um, how did I move up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, so I started out as an engineer, then I got into engineering sales. So I started helping uh, salespeople and then there was an opportunity to sell into Latin America. And I spoke Spanish. So therefore I said, you know what? I, could, I think I can sell. And I kept applying for a job, right? To sell in Latin America. And eventually they let me in. They let me sell. And the way I moved up to the ranks was, is that I just became very good at selling. And I, had, I, I did move from company to company, right? Because I, I always look at it this way. If you're a good salesperson and you're selling, for a company and they're paying you well, great. If you're a great salesperson and you work for a company and they're not paying you great, 
then I go to another company. That's my brain, right? Okay. And so uh, I learned how to just, I studied the best, man. I studied like Zig Ziglar, uh, Jim Brown, Brian Tracy. I studied all the best salespeople. And I just practice, like your presentations, you practice them. Like in Toastmasters, you practice. But to me, Toastmasters were like, was like the big changing point for me, Dave, because it was like, it's like I learned how to speak, how to, how to structure a conversation, you know, and that's tough to do. And that's kind of like what you can do. You know, and that's why with, because you're in Toastmasters, I think that's going to be an advantage for you because you're going to be able to communicate more powerfully. And if you can communicate a message, a story, as we talked about, right, a story, then you're yeah. going to be very effective at selling. And then you should be a nice guy, by the way. It always helps to be a nice guy. Yeah. So how, how do you start posting on YouTube? How was it like? Oh, oh man! Oh, you want that? So, so what happened was, Dave. So, okay. So here's the story, right? So I was doing yeah. well in corporate America, <clears throat> and then I was president of sales and marketing of a large company. And then one day I said, I didn't want to work for anybody else anymore. I wanted to be me, my entrepreneurial self, right? And so okay. I remember uh, I started like my speaking consulting business, but I wasn't getting any. Just like you're struggling to get attention, so was I. I was like, oh, and then you're like frustrated, right? Like, ah, oh, I can't get this. And around yeah. that time, around that time, I read a book by, you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, right? Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. wrote a book called, he wrote a book called Crushing It or Crush It, something like that. And it talked about how video was the way to go. This is years ago, right? And I was like, oh, video. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll start cranking out videos. You know, and start posting up on YouTube yeah. just so I can grab attention and crank it out like three a week. And so for since 2008, I've almost been cranking out two to three pieces of video every week that long. I've been just like, even now I just crank video. Do you know what I mean? And so I think one is to have the talent to talk about something. You got to have something to talk about, but then you got to be consistent. You got to keep doing it. Yeah. And a lot of people are not consistent. They do it. They do it for a little while. They go, that's not working. I'm giving up. Right. And that's, those yeah, are the people that yeah. typically never get anywhere. Yeah. So it's how do you come up with new um, message all the time? Like something new oh. to talk about? Or so, how do you make it consistent? Yeah. I, I think I have a genuine curiosity. Two things. I'm curious about things and I read a lot. Yeah. Like I read about at least one book a week, always read a book a week. And then sometimes I'm reading a book and I go and they'll say something and you go, I don't know if I agree with that. That's not how I would do it. I would do it this way. Let me make a video and I write it out. And so let me see if I got some here. I think I do have some here. So what I do is uh, I have a bunch of index cards. I have like these flat index cards. I'll see if I can zoom in on this one. Let me see if you can see it. I don't know if you, I, it won't work. But anyway, so I have index cards that I keep on my desk blank, right? So when I have an idea, I'm reading something, I go, oh, that's interesting. So what I then do is I grab an index card and I write the idea down. And so I go, okay, so this one is, this one's called three ways to create sales momentum. That right there is a video. So I just write the, the idea and then I put three bullet points. I always do three bullet points. So I get a concept value giveaways. Now I take that. And when I go to record a video, I just have this card. 
So I do something like this. Mm. Hey, this is Victor Antonio. Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why and how people buy. Today, I'm going to talk about three ways to create sales momentum, right? First bullet point. First one is sell to ideal clients, people who are going to buy your product. Now, what are they? What do they look like? Blah, blah, blah. So this is how I do it. And then, so if I, this is only part of my stack, but I got a bigger stack. I got like a stack that big downstairs. So the index card method is an awesome method, Dave. Okay. Okay. So what, what have been the biggest strategy that you use on YouTube that make you go wide? Was it only consistency and you get that? No. I, I think what people like is that one is I try to take complex ideas and make them simple. I can explain it up here. Trust me. I can speak in ways and, and you know, you know, like somebody will say, uh, for example, they'll say, what we need to do is take a strategic effort in deploying certain strategic initiatives to make our implementation plans very effective in the market. Now, if somebody says that you're like, what the, what, what the hell does that mean? Right yeah, now, yeah. Then I take that and I go, all right, here's our go-to-market plan. First, we're going to find the right clients. Second, we line them up with the right product. And third, we figure out the sales pitch. I said almost the same thing, but I was very specific. So I take complex things and make them simple. So people go, I get it. I get yeah, it. He's not, that's my big advantage. So that's one advantage. Two, I try to be a little entertaining. What's up? Okay. You know, just a little bit. <laughs> so what's up? Yeah, right? yeah. A little entertaining, man. What's up? And then the third one is I try to give you something that you go, huh, I didn't think about it that way. I didn't, I never looked at it that way. So if you go backwards, I, I try to give you, huh, I didn't think about it. Add a little humor, but make it simple. That's my, that's my formula for, you know, putting content together. And I think that's what attracts people that I, I like this guy. He goes in, he talks quick, he says what he's going to say, and he just jumps right back out. There's no long, you know, stories. So hopefully yeah. that's what you got from the podcast, that you get something like, oh, I like, I never thought about that. Well, that's pretty cool. That's, that's funny. That's cool. That's what I want. Yeah. Okay. So okay. What's, what's the next thing you did that, what's the, what has made the biggest impact so far in your career, the biggest leap? The biggest impact, the biggest impact was when I quit my job as president of sales and marketing, I tell the story all the time. I was making like 250,000 a year with commissions and everything. I don't know, somewhere like half a million dollars a year. A lot of money, man, a lot of money, but I wasn't happy. So I quit, <laughs> started my own business, right? Okay. So I quit in May, I, June, I started my own thing. And in six months, I only made $17,000. That's one seven thousand dollars mm. So half a mil, 17. That's a problem. If you're married, you have two kids. That's a problem, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I remember I, I, I ran into this guy's name was Randy Gage. And I was telling him my story. I was crying, essentially. I was whining about my life. Right. They're not going well. This is not working. That's not working. Why don't they see the value? Why don't they see the value, Dave? Right. That was my me whining. And he said, I remember he asked me, he said, Victor, let me ask you a question to which I said, what? He said, Victor, what business are you in? I said, 
the training business? He goes, no. I go, okay, the speaking business. He goes, no, that's not what business you're in. And then I said, okay, the consulting business. He goes, no. Uh, and I kept workshop, what? You know, I kept going on. And Fike goes, no, that's not your business, Victor. I said, okay, you tell me what my business is. What business am I in? And he says, and I, I remember this is the impact moment. He goes, Victor, you're in the marketing business first. Everything else okay. is second. He says, because, and I say this all the time, you can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows you exist, it doesn't matter. And when he said you're in the marketing business first, I was like, at first when I heard it, I was like, ah, screw you. You know how you hear something, but you don't want to hear it? You know it's the truth, you know it's the truth, but you don't want to hear it. But you don't want to hear it. And so what I decided to do was just basically do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into marketing. And that's how I started doing video. Okay. That's why. That, and I started saying, okay, let's market. Let's get some videos out there. Today I have about, I mean, like 1,200, maybe 1,300 videos online. Probably more, but I'm over a thousand easy because I'm just like cranking, man. I'm just like, because I'm all about marketing. That's just drawing traffic to my site. Some videos are popular. Some videos are not popular. You never know what's going to be popular. What's not. That's been a big shocker for me. I put out a video that I think is great content, Dave. I go, oh man, this, that's going to get a lot of views. That's going to go viral. Nothing. 200 views. Nothing. Then. I remember I posted a video called sales excellence, how to be a great salesperson, which was me. When I walked into my studio, I turned on the lights and I just started like complaining, ranting for 15 minutes about salespeople and all the excuses they make. Right. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to post it, but I just said, I, I don't have anything else to post. I'll just post that one. Right. Just like, you know, whatever that one today has 1.7 million views. Wow. It's like, you never know, man. You never know which one's going to hit. You're like, and so marketing, marketing, marketing. One more time, Dave, marketing. Okay. So what, what advice would you give him a sales, young sales trainer, sales, salesman? What advice would you give them that are just starting up? I, I think never take rejection personally. You know what I mean? Just don't take it personally. You think it's about you. It's not about you. Uh, people are going to say no to you. Welcome to the game. Welcome to the game. Because if everybody said yes, you wouldn't need salespeople. I don't know if you ever thought about that, but yeah, if everybody said yes, why would you need salespeople? So one is it's okay to get rejected. That's part of the game. You're like next, whatever. So that's it. Don't take it personally. Number two is to have your story down. If somebody says, you know, if somebody says, what do you do? Tell the story. I always tell the story about sales right? How to be effective at selling. People goes, Victor, what yeah. do you do? I do sales training. Why is that important? Let me tell you why it's important. Let me tell you how it's going to help your business. Let me tell you how it's going to help you grow. And then I'm, you practice that. And then the third one you've already mentioned, which I think I'm glad you're doing at 19. That's amazing. Is that you've joined Toastmasters. Toastmasters teaches you how to put a pitch together, how to put a presentation, yeah. how to have an impactful message. When I joined Toastmasters, I got to say, I had a guy, his name was Hale Mesereau. Do was, do was evil, evil in a good way, evil in the sense that every time I did a presentation, man, he would slice it up, like just carve it, you know, till it was bleeding at the end. You're like, oh, and he wasn't nice. It was like a machine gun. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? And he was like putting holes in that speech. And I remember I hated that guy. I hated that guy. 
But I realized over time that it's the guys that give you the harshest feedback that care the most. I want you to remember this, babe. Remember this, what I just said. It's the people that give you the toughest feedback that care the most. Because everybody wants to be nice. Oh, Dave, that was a great speech. Really liked your message. Uh, yeah, I, yeah it, was, it was very good. Very good, very good. That, okay, that's one person. And they're probably being genuine. They probably liked it. But it's the person that says, hey, Dave, you know what? I like the speech, but you know when you said that, you could have said it like that. You know when you did that, you should have done that. You know when you did that, you could have done that. Now, here's what you should do if you want to be a great salesperson. When somebody says something like that, don't let your ego react. Don't let your ego say, screw you. What do you know? Listen to the person and go, all right, he's trying to help me. See, when even people would criticize me, I would say, oh, you're trying to help me. Now, I always hear what people say. I don't always listen. Big difference. I can hear you. You'll say, Victor, here's what you should do. But at the end, I listen to myself and what I feel comfortable yeah. doing. But I always hear people, but I only listen to myself. And so when people give you feedback as a young salesperson, Part of you wants to react, a big part of you wants to react like, screw you. Who are you to tell me anything, right? But I've learned this takes time to kind of just go, okay, let me remove my ego and let me really hear what he's saying because he's trying to make me better. And so if you're a young salesperson, now's the time to make all your mistakes. Dave, you're 19, perfect time to make mistakes. Man, make them like, like a madman. People are going to say, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? You're like, didn't know. Sorry, I'm going to fix that. Why'd you do this? Didn't know, but thank you for the tip. I'm going to fix that. Now's the time to make a mistake. You know what's the worst thing? Is to be 30 and 40 still making the same mistakes. So, so if you're a young salesperson starting out and you feel bad because you made a mistake, don't feel bad. That's part of the process. That means you're learning. That's, that's all it means. It means you're learning something but I'd rather you make your mistakes at 19 and 20 than to make them at 30 or 40. Because at 30 or 40, there's no excuses, right? But right now, yeah. everybody wants... Yeah, Victor. There you go. I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? There you go. I don't know if you heard that last part, but again, make your mistakes down, no. man. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that, Victor. I, I really got that. So. Yeah, yeah, what, what, have, what, what have been the five most important books that have impacted you the most? Books? Yeah. Man, that's even a bigger question. Uh, so I'm always a fan of Spin Selling. Spin Selling is one of my all-time favorites by Neil Rackham. Uh, and there's a book called The Challenger Sale. These two books would be the first two books I'd read. If, uh, in the conference call I had before you, I told him, I said, read these two books, Spin Selling and The Challenger Sale, in that order. Read them in that order. And then the third one, I think it was, is, uh, it's Consultative Selling. Those are the top sale. Those are, that's what I would read. Yeah, I didn't get that. I'm very sorry. Can you... So it's Spin what Selling. Okay. Yeah, okay. The Challenger Sale. Okay. And then Consultative Selling. Okay, so the first one is, okay. yeah, the first one is Spin Selling, Neil Rackham. The Challenger Sale, Matt Dixon and somebody else. And then the, the Consultative Selling, 
is a guy by the name of Mac Hannon. Mac Hannon. And if you tell me what are the three books you recommend in sales, the best of the best, the best of the best, those are my best of the best right there. I love those books. I think they're, they're the best books in selling. Okay. Okay. So what, what about out of sales? What other books do you have impacted you the most? Impacted me the most. Well, the one that impacted me the most has nothing to do with sales. There's a philosopher by the name of Ayn Rand. You know who Ayn Rand is? A-Y-N Rand, R-A-N-D. She wrote a book called, it's a big book, it's like 800 pages. It's called Atlas Shrugged. Like Atlas was holding up the world and one day he went, eh, he shrugged. And that gave me a philosophy of a business philosophy. Every, every major business person has read Atlas Shrugged. Every major person, huh? Dave, you should read Atlas Shrugged. It'll put you at another level. It's a fictional story, but it's about capitalism, the real value of capitalism. So, and when you meet executives, almost everyone, I'm talking about here in the US, has read Atlas Shrugged, because it is a philosophy huh? of capitalism. It is a philosophy of how we deal with people the value for value exchange. And I'm telling you right now, one of the best investments you can make is to read that book eventually. It's a big book. But if you ever come to the US, which I hope one day you will, and you're talking to an executive and you mention Atlas Shrugged, they're gonna go, they'll look at you differently. Listen to me, they'll look at you differently. Because when you read that book, you're never the same when you're done reading it, if that makes any sense. And when, when, someone, when, I, when I meet a person that says, I read the Shrugged, I look at them like, you get it. And they all go, I get it. They understand business, man. That's a, it's a badass book, man. It's a badass book. If I can say badass. Uh, Victor, I've learned so much today. Thank you so much for your time and welcome. everything you've impacted today. So you asked me to focus on, on my story. Mm -hmm. Right, and marketing. Yes, Should big I one. Consistently putting out videos online. Talking right. about talking about your business, man. Talking about what you offer. You know, so it's, it's all it's all about being consistent in what you're offering. Do you notice that I don't talk about leadership a lot? Do you notice I don't talk about teamwork a lot? Do you notice I don't yeah. talk about uh, I don't know customer service a lot? I don't. It's not what I do. I do sales. I'm a specialist. I'm like a sniper, right? I'm a sniper, man. You know what I mean? I just do sales. I don't do customers. There's people that want to do everything. I'm like, no, I snipe sales. That's all I do. And so when you're consistent and your message is consistent, people go, ah, that's, that's him. That's the sales guy. That's what I want people to say. Oh yeah, that's the sales guy. I know him because I'm that specific. Let's say tomorrow you want to become a marketing genius, right? Then you just, you just talk marketing. It's all you talk. People say, do you do customer service? No, I do marketing. I talk marketing strategies. I talk how to get, you know, leads. I talk marketing. That's what I do. Do you talk about teamwork? No, I talk about marketing. That's the type of commitment you have to have and a focus because if you do too many things and you try to be good at too many things, there's too much noise out there. 
you'll get lost in the noise. You know, if you got a product, right? The power, the power box product. And what do you talk about? The power box. Let me tell you what's in this power box. Let me tell you all the ways you can learn from this power box. Let me show you how you can do this power box. Let me tell you how it's going to benefit you. Boom, you market the power box. You market the power box. You keep marketing that thing until you make so much noise. People go, okay, that's the power box guy. Oh, Dave, Dave, the power box. He's the power box guy. Like, what, what would be the content strategy for that power box? Like, how does it, how would like, would I keep mentioning about power call? You find every about, benefit. Okay, benefit. The thing yeah. is, you have to, you, ha you, you have it in your mind, and I'm going to break it right now. I'm going to break it right now. You have it in your mind that there's not enough to talk about. You have it in your mind that there's not enough to talk about. I get this all the time. Victor, how could you do a thousand videos on sales? Easy. There's so many things to talk about. Power box. There's so many things to talk about a power box. What goes into it? Performance, right? Nutrition. I can talk about all kinds of things. How it plays into your daily fitness. How you can integrate one bar into your exercise. By the way, when you listen to a podcast and you're walking, boom, try that. By the way, did you know bicycling burns more fat? Which is why you should have a power box after you do some bicycling, right? I don't know. You're doing somersaults. Did you know that by having a sandwich right before you do something, making this up, by the way, do a sandwich right before somersaults, that's the best thing. And by the way, you know how you get that energy drop? You know what an energy drop is? Let me explain what an energy drop is. This is what an energy drop is. How do you prevent energy? Boom, you got to find something to spike. Dude, I can go on all day about a power box. There's so many things you can talk about if you really just kind of think it. Sometimes people don't see all the possibilities because they're not focused. Dude, I got coffee in here. Here, I got a Starbucks here. Dude, I can talk about this cup all day. I can find all reasons to talk about this cup. All I got to do is focus on the cup long enough, and I'll find things to talk about, right? I'll talk about why there's one hole here. Do you ever notice there's one hole here when you sip it, right? Do you ever ask yourself the question, why is there a small hole back here? Do you ever notice a small hole back here or no? Most people never notice that. Why? Because they don't look at it close enough. But that right there allows you to actually suck the coffee out. Without that, the coffee doesn't come out, and you have to work harder. That's why you put an extra hole in the coffee cup. Boom. You see the way the lid's designed? By the way, there's a specific reason that hole is that size. Let me explain why the size behind the size of that hole. Right. Now, you see the ridges on this cup? Now, the reason they don't make it flat versus ridges, let me explain why. You see what I mean? Dude, you just focus in on something, and there's so much to talk about. And that's where you create all your content, Dave. Do you feel me, man? Yeah, I, I got that. I love that. You got one more. Give me right, so one more question, brother. One more question. Hit me, man. Hit me. One more. Give me a good one. Okay, so looking forward, what's, what are you looking forward to now? I think the, for me, Dave, one of the things I like is I like learning. I think that that gives me strength. See, I've been reading for years. It's funny, throughout college, I hated reading books. I hated reading books. After I got out of college, I started buying books that I wanted to read, right? And then I got, I got into reading. And then I realized that in order to deal with my competition, right, I should know what they know. I should know what they know. So then I always ask my question, what are they reading? And whatever book that was on their desk, I used to look at people's desks to see what books they were reading. And then I would go buy the book and read the book. And what began to happen was, is I had a connection with people, Dave, because I said, hey, man, I saw you reading that book. He says, yeah. I said, I read it too. 
did you like the book? Next, you know, there's a connection. But you're also, one, the last connection. Two, you start building. You know the 1% rule? If you increase 1% every day, you'll be 37x better at the end of the year. Think about that, Dave. If you improve 1% every day, which is 15 minutes, by the way, 1% out of a whole day in terms of minute is 15 minutes. If you, if you just read something 15 minutes every day or listen to a podcast, at the end of the year, you'll be 37x, not 5x, not 10x, 37x better than you were at the beginning of the year. Now imagine doing that for five years, 10 years. Tell me you're not going to be a beast after a while. That's, that's what it takes, man. That's when you can start seeing things that nobody else sees. That's when you can find the angles because you have more content. When you don't read, it's like moving furniture around in your head, right? You're just moving it around, Dave. You're not doing anything. Now, when you read, it's like adding new furniture. And now you go, well, wait a minute. I got some new furniture to play with. And that's what knowledge is. So I leave you on that note, Matt, that the, the, to be the best, man, the one thing you should do is read constantly. I challenge you to read a book a week. And if you can't do one every week, do one every two weeks. And just read and watch. If you trust me, Dave, and whoever's listening to this, if you trust me, in five to 10 years, you will shoot past everybody else. Because you have that, man. That right there is valuable, man. By the way, if you're listening to this, I was pointing to my brain. Your brain is valuable. That's your, that's your biggest asset, man. All right, my friend. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll do just right, that. Man. Thank you so much, Victor. Yeah. Hey, hey Dave, I, I want to say this. I got to say this personally, man. Okay. You're 19 years old, right? And you're able to have a conversation with me. And you have an idea for a product. You're joining Toastmasters already. Dude, you're on the right track, man. You're on the right track. Okay? Just, man, just keep going, man. If you love this episode, you definitely love the other ones. Check it out.